I'm so glad you guys are all here. If we haven't had the chance to meet yet, my name is Meredith, and <laughs> um, I get the privilege of directing this ministry with my husband Brandon. Um, if you're here next, or if you're here last week, he was the one who spoke, so you got to meet him then. I'm also really lucky to get to work with an incredible team of people who I'd love to introduce to you guys tonight. So if you are on our staff team, could you guys just stand up for me really quick? Awesome. Yep, yep. These guys are amazing. Um, down in the front here we have Melissa, and then her husband Tony is in the back. They have two awesome kids as well who you should definitely meet. Um, this is Ethan right here. Brandon, you've met. This is Michael Mowry, um, our internship director, and this is Tim. So, yeah, we love these guys. They're amazing. They work so hard. They love college students. So I'd super recommend getting to know them. Um, also, something we love to do in Kyalpa is we actually share the responsibility of teaching on Tuesday nights. So you'll get to hear from a lot of them over the course of this quarter, which will be fun. Um, so tonight, before we get into the message, I would love to just share a little bit about myself so you guys know who's talking to you. Um, like I said before, I'm married to Brandon. I think we have, yep, this is us. I know, so cute. Um, <laughs> we've been married for three years already, which is crazy. Like, time flies. Um, seems like we were just dating the other day. Um, but marriage is great. 10 out of 10, would recommend. <laughs> Besides Brandon, some of my favorite things in the world are playing volleyball and spike ball. I love, like, anything outdoorsy, sporty like that. I'm not going to claim to be, like, the best volleyball player, but I think it's fun. <laughs> some would say, some would say. Um, <laughs> I also really enjoy riding horses and then anything like with arts and crafts or decorating my house, things like that. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, I came here for college back in 2010. And at that time, um, I, came from a, I came from a family that was like, very much in the Christian bubble. I don't know if you guys can like relate to that at all, but I grew up in a family where um, my, my parents were Christians, my siblings were Christians. Uh, I was homeschooled K through 12, so like all of my friends were Christians. And when I was looking at coming to college for the first time, I very intentionally said, I need to get out of the Christian bubble. <laughs> like I just, I just need to get out of this. Um, and it wasn't necessarily that I wanted to like rebel or anything like that, but I knew that I needed to figure out my faith for myself. I knew that I needed to decide what I believed for myself away from my family. And so when I came to Central, um, that, was, that was my goal. So I got here back in 2010, and I immediately got involved with Chi Alpha, um, and specifically I got into a core group. And I know that we've been talking a lot about core groups, but if I could tell you guys to do one thing in college, I would say join a core group. Because you guys, this group changed my life. It was the first group um, I'd ever been part of outside of my family where I was able to like really explore my faith for myself. I was able to ask like hard questions that I was like scared to ask in high school, like, hey, you know, is the Bible even like historically accurate? Like, can it be trusted? I was able to ask people like, how do I, you know, really follow Jesus outside of my family? Because I know I can't just like ride their coattails forever in this. If I'm gonna do this, I need to figure it out for myself. And it was really my core and the people in that core who um, surrounded me and, like, helped me figure that out. Um, so that's a, that's a little bit about where I come from. Um, I want to say tonight, like, no matter where you are in your walk with the Lord, like, we are so glad that you're here. 
So if you relate to my story and you're like, yeah, I totally am like that. I was in the Christian bubble and now I'm trying to figure out, like, do I even want to follow Jesus apart from my family? This is a great place to do that. Or if you're here tonight and you're like, you know, I don't even know why I'm here. You know, I don't even really know who, who Jesus is. That is great. We're so glad that you are here. And college is a great time to explore that and, like, ask those questions. So whatever background you come from, we are just glad that you're here tonight. And this is a great place for you. Well, we're going to continue tonight in our quarter-long series that we're in called Anchored. Um, All quarter-long, we're going to be asking the question, what are we anchored in? In other words, what are the things in our lives that keep us grounded when everything else around us is shifting and changing? You know, what are the things in our lives that guide us and influence us more than anything else? And as God's community, we care about what he has to say about what we need to be anchored in. He's the best source. And so tonight, specifically, we're going to be talking about being anchored in truth. And this is something that I am personally really excited to talk about um, because over the past few years, I think I've been like frustrated with the way our society approaches this topic. Have you guys ever noticed that in our society, truth seems to change depend on who you talk to or like what source you look at? Anyone? Yeah. I remember a few months ago, I was getting coffee with my best friend. And she and I were having this conversation um, about a topic that we didn't see eye to eye on. And we were talking, and I was like kind of sharing my opinion, and she was sharing her opinion, and we weren't really getting anywhere. So then we started like quoting experts, I guess. <laughs> um, and I would say things like, you know, I was scrolling through Facebook, and I read this article, and in the article, this like expert said this, and it would like support my opinion. And then she would do the same thing. She'd be like, well, I was on Instagram, and I read this article by this expert, and he said this about the same topic, but it was, like, supporting her opinion. And what happened is we, as we were having this conversation, we realized, oh, my gosh, like, they're literally just feeding us what we want to hear, right? Like, you guys probably know this. There's algorithms for social media. And so all of the, like, experts that she was quoting were just people who agreed with her and that social media was feeding her, and all the experts I was quoting were people who agreed with me. And it was really frustrating because we're trying to have a conversation, but our facts or our truth was invalid because the sources we were using were biased. Have you guys had conversations like that? It's really frustrating. (laughs) There's so much misinformation and manipulation in our society, and it's really hard to know, like, what to trust. You know, do we believe the angry person who's ranting on Facebook? I don't know. Um, do we believe CNN or Fox News? Do we believe our, our mom or the smart kid in class next to us? Like, what, what are we looking to as our source of truth? And as God's community, we don't want to be the people who just react. We don't want to be people who just, like, pick something randomly. We need to, like, really think through this. So tonight I want to ask us, how are we going to do that? How are we going to be anchored in God's truth? How are we going to be anchored so that when this world is absolutely going crazy around us, we can stay strong and stand firm in something? How are we going to be anchored in truth so that we can have direction and purpose in our life? How are we going to be anchored in truth so we can actually help other people? Right? Like, aren't these things that we want? So tonight we're going to talk about that 
Um, but first, before we get into it, I'm just going to go ahead and pray for us. Um, and I would like to have our Bible pastors come. I almost forgot that. Um, if you guys don't have a, a Bible tonight, uh, we'd love to give you one. So um, I'm going to pray really quick, and then I'll have the Bible pastors come right after that. You can just raise your hand, and they'll get one to you. Um, so I'm going to pray. Dear Lord Jesus, um, I just thank you, God, so much for letting us all gather tonight. God, I thank you so much that we get to gather here and study your word, Lord. I thank you, God, that you are God who wants to reveal your truth to us. So, Lord, tonight I pray that you would use my words. I pray that you would open our hearts and help us to hear what you have to say, Jesus. Um, we just love you, and we're ready to learn from you, God. Amen. Okay, so Bible pastors, go ahead and come on down. Um, just raise your hand if you need a Bible tonight. Um, so we're going to look at two different ways that we can be anchored in truth. Okay, and the first is that we must choose to make God's word the authority of our life. Okay, we must choose to make God's word the authority of our life. Did you guys know that the Bible is God's word to us, and as such, it is the ultimate source of truth? So go ahead and pull out your Bible, um, or get one from the Bible pastors, either way, uh, <laughs> and turn with me to 2 Timothy. We're going to read chapter 3, verses 16 to 17. 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17. It says, All scripture is God-breathed, and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So what does this teach us about the Bible? Well, number one, we learn that all scripture is God-breathed. And as I was uh, doing research for this, I, I came across the way the NIV Study Bible talks about this. So I just want to put it up here for you guys. It says, the term God-breathed affirms God's active involvement in the writing of scripture, an involvement so powerful and pervasive that, is written in that what is written is the infallible and authoritative word of God. So in other words, the Bible isn't just a book, right? It isn't just a historical document, although it is that as well. The Bible is from the Lord. It is his divinely inspired book to us that reveals who he is. Isn't that incredible? Have you guys ever thought before that God wants to talk to you? Last week, Brandon talked about how God, our God, is a God who wants to be in community with his people. He wants, uh, he wants to have a personal relationship with us so much so that over the course of many, many, many years, he used many, many, many people to write down his words to us so that we could know him and his truth. Think about that. Like the God of the universe, like the God who created every single star in the sky, the God who created the mountains and the rivers and the trees and the streams and every blade of grass and like every person to ever walk on earth. He wants to speak to you. That's so cool. He wants to reveal his truth to us. The next part of this verse says that the scripture is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that we may be equipped for every good work. Well, what does that mean? It means that it's not just good enough to accept that the Bible is God's word, 
but we must also choose to let it shape our lives. Okay, so these words, uh, rebuking, correcting, training, equipping, these are like really active words, right? And I think when I hear those, it almost makes me think of like a sports team or like being, being part of a sports team. So when I think of like being part of a team, you submit to the authority of the coach, right? Like you don't show up to practice and say, hey coach, this is how we're doing it today. Like the coach is the one who tells you what to do. You submit to his authority because you're on his team. They're the one who equip you with the, squil- the skills you need. Um, they're the one who correct you if your form is wrong. If you show up late to practice, they'll probably rebuke you. And so in the same way, when we choose to follow Jesus, we choose to let his word coach our lives. We submit to its authority because it is the word of God. Okay, so how do we stay anchored in truth? We choose to make God's word the authority of our life. And in theory, all of this sounds pretty simple and straightforward, right? Like, okay, sweet, the Bible's great. Read the Bible. Do the Bible. Awesome. But I think in practice, it can be a lot harder. Um, I'm sure you guys have noticed that there's about a million other things out there that are trying to be, like, the authority of our life or, like, the truth that we obey. So, for example, I think for a lot of us, it's really easy to bow down to, like, the authority of culture. So things that we read on social media, um, we can, I don't know about you, but, like, sometimes I'll just, like, scroll and scroll and scroll. And if you, like, see something enough, you almost start to believe it without even, like, really thinking about that. Or maybe you're with your, your group of friends and they say something so confidently that you're like, oh, yeah, like, I totally believe that, too. But, like, have you really, like, thought about that? Is that something you want to base your life on? Another, th- another thing I think um, that we allow to be an authority in our life is our feelings. N- that might sound a little cheesy at first, but let me explain. Um, a lot of us allow how we feel to have authority in our life. For example, if we uh, feel like going to class, we go to class. But if we feel like not going to class, we might just skip. Or if we feel like going to church that day, then we go to church. If we don't feel that way, if we feel tired, then then we stay home. If we feel romantically inclined towards someone, we're going to pursue a relationship with them, right? Because we feel that way. But what if instead we allowed God's word to have authority in these areas? So rather than letting our feelings tell us, like, oh yeah, just go ahead and skip class because you're tired, What if we committed to going regardless because the word of God tells us to be disciplined and to lead a disciplined life? Or what if rather than like letting our energy level determine (laughs) if we're going to go to church or core, what if we just said, you know what? The word of God says I need to show up for my friends and so that's the truth I'm going to live by. Or what if we look to the word of God to tell us who to date? Maybe try it. Do you guys see the difference there? In one scenario, our feelings dictate what is true. And in another, we allow God's truth to guide us. So tonight, I want to ask you guys, like, what are you making the authority of your life? Is it, is it culture for you? Do you tend to just go with like, the culture around you? Do your feelings, how you're feeling at any given, given moment, get a lot of say? Maybe for you, it's neither of those things. Maybe for you, it's the opinion of your family or the goals that you have set for yourself. Maybe it's like what your friends post on Instagram. I don't know. 
there's like a lot of different things that can become truth for us in our life. So tonight I want to really challenge you and to ask yourself, is it really the, the truth of God's word that is the authority in your life, or is it something else? It's like wrestle with that tonight. Okay, so that's, that's the first way. Now let's look at the second way that we can be anchored in truth. The second way we can be anchored in truth is by knowing the source of truth himself, and that is Jesus. Okay, knowing the source of truth himself. Did you guys know that the heart of the Bible is that, when we, have a rel- is that we would have a relationship with the one who embodies truth? Okay, the entire Bible, all the way from Genesis, all the way to Revelation, is pointing directly to Jesus and how important it is that we would have a relationship with him. I think sometimes we think of the Bible as just like this disjointed like collection of books, but it's actually like very cohesive. You can go all the way back to like the third chapter in Genesis, and it's like already talking about Jesus coming to defeat Satan. And if you jump ahead a couple chapters, it talks about um, Abraham and how, how Jesus is going to come through like his lineage to be a blessing to the world. And if you keep going into uh, Isaiah, it talks about Jesus suffering in our place so we could have a relationship with him. And like I could go on and on and on and on. There's so many places all throughout the Bible that point to Jesus. And what's even more is when Jesus was alive here on earth, he pointed to himself as the source of truth. Um, John 14, 6, which I think we have up here, uh, says, Jesus answered, I am not, or I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So not only is the Bible our source of truth, but when we, when we read the Bible, we learn that the, in the Bible, Jesus himself is truth. And we can build our life on that. Okay, so I want to unpack that a little bit before we close and talk a little bit about what that means. Um, turn with me to Matthew 7. We're going to read verse 24 to 29. Matthew 7, verse 24 to 29. Okay, it's a little bit longer. It says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who's built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teacher of the law. Okay, so a little bit of context for you. This passage is actually the conclusion to the Sermon on the Mount. Um, And in, in that message, Jesus talks all about the truth of God and his kingdom. And at the center of that is the importance of Jesus and having a relationship with him. And so if you are like the original readers of this or the original <laughs> original hearers of this, you would know right away, oh my gosh, he's the, the rock is Jesus. The rock is Jesus and the importance of having a relationship with him. So I want to reread this with that wording. If we reread this, it says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice 
is like a wise man who built his house on Jesus. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on Jesus and the truth of God's kingdom. So tonight, I want to ask you guys, do you want to have a foundation of truth that is stable? When life is crazy and hard and challenging things come your way, do you want to be able to stand firm on what you believe? When you're tired, when school is overwhelming, when your friendships fail, when people you love get sick, when there seems to be so much like bad stuff in the world, what are you going to hold on to? The house in the story did not fall because it had its foundation on Jesus. If we choose to follow Jesus, if we choose to say yes to obeying his word, our foundation is not going to crumble even when really hard stuff comes along. He is a trustworthy person to anchor your life in. And I can say that because I speak from experience. If I can be honest with you guys tonight, this last year has been one of the most challenging years ever. <laughs> um, I know it has been like for so many of us, right? Because we have the this like underlying layer of the pandemic, which just makes everything really difficult. Um, I know we've all been through so much. In addition, for in addition to that, for me personally, I've had like a lot of other stuff go down. Like I've had um, a bunch of changes in my family. I've had friends who've gotten like really sick and um, have like struggled with like some significant health issues in their life. Um, my my husband and I have been trying to buy a house for about a year now, and I don't know if you guys know about the housing market, but not a good time. <laughs> and so it just has been a very challenging year in a lot of ways, and I know it has been for a lot of us. And I, I don't say that because I want like pity or something. Um, I say that because genuinely the reason like I've been able to like get through this year is because of Jesus and his truth as like the anchor of my life. While everything else has been unstable and crazy and unpredictable, Jesus and the truth of his word has been the one thing that has been stable and trustworthy. I'm so grateful for him. And so tonight I want to ask you guys the same like the same thing. Can you say that? What truth are you anchored in? Is your truth stable? Is your primary influence your Twitter feed? Are you holding on to a political party to show you the right way to go? Are your emotions your main motivator? Is it the culture you're part of? Because let me tell you, all of those things that seem so good in the moment, those are all going to shift and change just like the sand in the story that we read. They are imperfect things. But Jesus isn't. His truth has stood firm since the creation of the world, probably before it, I don't know. <laughs> and it's going to remain all the way through eternity. His truth is trustworthy. So I'm going to go ahead and have the worship team come up as I conclude tonight. Tonight I want to encourage you, wherever you are at in your walk with the Lord, I want you to take one step toward anchoring yourself in God's truth. Maybe for you tonight, you're here, and you're like, you know, I am not even convinced that I believe in God. I'm not even convinced that the Bible is, like, historically accurate or, like, a legit source. That's okay. Like, start there. That can be your step. 
those are great questions to ask right now. Like you're in college, this is the time to be asking those questions. So do the research, like meet with your core leader. Um, I'd love to talk to you, figure it out. Figure out if you actually want to learn from the Bible. Or maybe you're here tonight and you believe in Jesus and you believe in the Bible and its truth, but maybe you have never really read the word of God before. Now is a great time to start. I would encourage you just pick a time and a place every day and just start reading a little bit. Um, if you've never opened the Bible, the book of John is a fantastic place to start. It's just the story of Jesus, um, plain and simple. And maybe you're here tonight and you know Jesus already. Like you have been following him, you know the Bible, you know what it says, but you've never really decided to let the Lord be the authority in your life. Tonight is a great time to do that too. If that's you, I'd encourage you during worship, like wrestle with the Lord, ask him. Ask him like, God, is every part of my life under your authority or is there something else I need to give to you? Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and pray to close. Lord Jesus, um, God, I'm just so grateful for you. Lord, I'm so grateful that you are our staple truth. Jesus, I'm so grateful, um, yeah, just that you provide stability in this crazy world, Jesus, that we can rely on you, that we can count on you, that we can trust you more than anything else, God. And um, I pray, Jesus, that you would help us to make your word the authority of our life. Lord, I pray that you would help us let it, um, help us let your word coach us, Jesus. Um, yeah. Jesus, we're just so grateful for you. We love you. Amen.